Welcome to Broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com. Uh, today, you know, we're, we're going to be we're going to be diving into a concept that is so simple but so significant. And the title of this message today really encapsulates really where we're headed and where we're going. And the title of this message, if you're taking notes, it's called Choosing Gratitude. Choosing Gratitude. You know, gratitude is a choice. It's a choice that you make every day, whether to be thankful for what you have or to decide not to express thanks or to show ingratitude because you don't have what you want. And it's, it's interesting that every day we have a choice, uh, but it's, it's interesting that these two words, thank you, are, are taught at such a young age, ever since we were young, you know, you say, say please and thank you. I was that kid that just wouldn't say thank you because I was like terrified of speaking to people and it's funny how God worked things out, you know? <laughs> but it's, it's funny that we ingrain in our kids and in ourselves of this concept of, of gratitude because it's so important. But it's funny how as we grow older and hopefully some have matured since then, some of you guys, I don't know, but some of you guys have matured, but we grow older and we say thanks, but only on our terms. I'm thankful for my job if I get that salary. I'm thankful for my church if they meet my needs. Woo. I'm, I'm thankful for, for, for my spouse or for my kids, if, if. And it's interesting that whatever happened to just giving thanks? Whatever happened to just giving thanks? And today, we're gonna dive into a piece of scripture that I absolutely love. And we're gonna dive into 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So if you have your Bibles, we can turn there and it's gonna be on the screen. And I love this passage and it says this. It says, rejoice always. I love that. It's just rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all. Somebody say all. In all circumstances. In the good times and the bad. In all circumstances. For this is the will. This is the will of Christ Jesus. And so how many times do we need to rejoice? Always. Interesting. And well, what happens when, you know, you feel weary and you're tired. When do we stop praying? Well, you continue to pray. Pray without ceasing. Continue to pray. And we give thanks. And we give thanks in every single circumstances for this is the will of Christ Jesus. And, you know, you know as a worship pastor, I, I meet lots of musicians and young people and students. And, and one of the biggest questions or one of the biggest concerns that we have and that, that I talk with, with, with people is that I, I don't want to miss God's will for my life. I don't want to miss the mark or, or, or God's purpose for my life. And it's interesting that this, this concept is not just in young people, but it's, it's, it's in all of us that we don't want to miss the mark. And I would just have to propose to you today that maybe the first great step is just to give thanks. Just to give thanks. And I, I, I'm looking at this passage, and, I, and if, I believe that when you, we give thanks... In all circumstances, when we give thanks, it aligns us where God wants us to be. It aligns us with where God wants us to be. And maybe giving thanks is the best place to start. But then I started thinking a little bit. Well, what's the opposite of giving thanks? Grumbling, 
complaining, just, just this, this, this concept of ingratitude. If, if giving thanks aligns us, then maybe, just maybe, grumbling and complaining almost pushes us further and further and further away from where God wants us to be. Wow, two simple words, thank you, with such great impact. But the thing is, in this passage, it says, give thanks. And you know, in a room this size with this many people and our campus in Wiley and those that are looking online, you know, I think we can all find something to be grateful for, something to be thankful for. But I'll, I'll say this, giving thanks and being thankful are two different things. An attitude of gratitude, yeah, that sounds nice, but, but there's no action. And I would have proposed to you today, just like faith without works is dead, I will say this, is that gratitude without expression falls short every single time every single time you know they say there's studies that have been shown that gratitude and this is good for you health nuts right here that gratitude is actually the healthiest emotion for your body isn't that interesting and they also have said as you know studies have shown that that gratitude is is the source of happiness Interesting. The pursuit of happiness, really, it's the pursuit of gratitude, of gratefulness. You know, you see this a lot in third world countries where they have absolutely nothing, but they have themselves and they're content because they're happy because they have each other. It's interesting. They've also said that gratitude produces generosity. Whoa, that's interesting. Because we've been in this series of giving and generosity and the power of giving and when you give. But I started to think a little bit that thanks and giving always go together. Isn't that cool? Thanks and giving always go together. And today we're going to look at the power of thanks. So why not give thanks? Why not give thanks? Why not express your gratitude to the ones that you love? And, you know, sometimes I think that many of us have a hard time giving thanks because of our situation that we're in. We're like, well, no, hey, Pastor Ben, you don't understand what I'm walking through, the struggles that I'm dealing with. It's so difficult to give thanks right now. The holidays might be happy for so many, but can be so dark and sad for some. Brokenness, heartbreak. It's hard to give thanks. And maybe some of us here today might be, well, like, you know what? We get comfortable with the things that are so close to us. We, we don't know what's, what's valuable until it's gone. Have you ever been to a third world country? You know, if you're on a missions trip, thank God for running water. Thank God for hot water, amen, for a hot shower. I mean, my God, that's, that's amazing. But it's like, it's the simple things that you don't even realize. And we get almost, not necessarily comfortable, but we get calloused to the ones that we love even the most, that we're so near. Maybe some of us are in this rat race of life of, you know, bigger, faster, stronger now, and we're always looking for the next thing and the next thing, and, and we're always looking for advancement, and, and, and we're just pursuing the next thing but not realizing what's so valuable right in front of us. Now, let's see, the thing is nobody wants to be ungrateful, right? I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, I was told as a little kid, you're so ungrateful, <laughs> you know, like, come on, you know, as an adult, I'm a grown man, you know, like, don't call me ungrateful, you know, because then I'll make my list of things that I'm grateful for, but, you know, but the thing is, is this, is that unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. You know, 
I, I, again, I love the holidays, and uh, you know, for me, I'm more of a words of encouragement type of person. And so, like, you know, you can write a good card, and I'm, I'm like, I'm good. My, my, my love tank is full, you know. But my wife, she loves gifts, and so I'm like, I can go to Dollar Tree, and it can be sentimental, and I, it's a win, you know. I'm like, praise God, awesome. So, uh, but I remember specifically there was a Christmas where we did a, a, a Secret Santa. If you haven't done Secret Santa, it's great because you can just buy one gift instead of like ten. It's awesome. Just a little. A little tidbit right there, but but I would say we did we did a Secret Santa and and uh, I had this individual and I was searching for this perfect gift right and uh, I braved Black Friday you know that's crazy people are so crazy you know when they're shopping and they're just aggressive it's it's crazy but I, it's interesting I, I I found this gift it was a perfect gift for this individual and I wrap it and I get this card and I'm like writing not just a thank you card I'm writing a book you know I'm like you know I'm like oh, you're amazing you're awesome. I love you, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, and I, give, I give this gift to this person. I'm so excited to give this gift. And it was just was not well received. There was no expression of gratitude. There was no expression of gratitude. Now, I love this person. It's great. But, but, but it's interesting that, that ingratitude is actually a form of rejection. Ingratitude is actually a form of rejection. And so we tend to gravitate towards relationships and environments where there's acceptance and not rejection. And so I'd have to propose to you today, how's the environment in your home? Is, is it a spirit of gratitude or is it a spirit of rejection? Uh, how, how's your environment at, at your workplace and with your friends and with your spouse? What, what kind of environment is in your heart and your relationship with the Lord? Is it a list of needs and wants or is it uh, just pausing and just saying thank you to the Lord? Two simple words that have so much, so much weight. And maybe some of us would be like, hey, well, you know, words can't express uh, you know, they know how much I work. I put food on the table. But I'll say this. If it isn't expressed, it does not exist. If it isn't expressed, it does not exist. And so why not express your thanks? And see, over time, over time, if you continue to refuse to show and express gratitude, it will drive hearts out of the relationship. Hearts out of the marriage, hearts out of, out, of, out, of, out of a relationship with those that you love and maybe even the ultimate love that you love. Because it's interesting, and I love, I love this quote from Pastor Andy Stanley. He says this, is that to refuse my debts of gratitude is to live with an inflated view of myself. To refuse my debts of gratitude is to live with an inflated view of myself. And, and I love this because the thing is, it's a simple truth that if we're completely focused on, on ourselves and not on giving thanks, that we sink lower and lower into our problems and to our pain, and we find ourselves drifting further, and our hearts drift further and further away of what God is doing. And we're asking God, why are you not listening to my prayers? Where are you, God? And our perspective is so far from what God is doing, because we're in we're so focused on what God's, what, what's going on right here. And so I'll propose a question to you today is, is the gratitude that flows out of your life as abounding as the grace that has flowed into your life? 
I love that. Is the gratitude that flows out of your life every single day, not just on Thanksgiving, because everybody can be thankful on Thanksgiving. Every single day, as abounding as the grace that has flowed into your life. What do you do when you find yourself when there is ingratitude in your life. And, and today I wanna just briefly highlight a simple story, uh, one of the most famous stories in all the Bible in, in the Old Testament, and it's the story of the children of Israel. And if you've seen the Prince of Egypt or the Ten Commandments, you kinda know what I'm talking about. Honestly, for me, that was like my favorite movie, Ten Commandments with Charleston Heston and the whole thing, the VHS, the whole deal. True story, I'll tell you this. My two favorite movies as a little kid, I, I promise, was The Jungle Book, I'm half Indian, so I watch that every day. And then also, so it was the Ten Commandments, you know, and, and I did, you know, had the staff and the pool and the whole thing, and I'm splitting the sea. I was homeschooled, so I don't know, so, but, but I love, I love this story because it's a story of promise. It's a story of promise because, you know, you see the children of Israel, and they finally, after years and years of bondage and slavery, they're finally, they're finally having their moment to, to walk into promise, but it's interesting that, you know, you see God's hand and, and God splitting the sea and, and literally leading the, you know, the people by fire by night and cloud by day. And it's like supernatural. It's amazing. And you're like, man, they should make a movie. Well, they did. But, but it's, it's amazing to see all this. But then literally from where they escaped from Egypt into the promised land, it was an 11 day journey. And what was an 11 day journey took 40 years. And so my question is, what happens? What happens when your promise is put on pause. What happens when your promise is put on pause and see, you see the children of Israel and they were known for their worship. They were known for their God, the power of God. And, and, and they were known for being, just uh, creating songs and melodies to the Lord. But instead of a song of gratitude, something happened where it shifted and it was a song of grumbling and complaining and disputing and division. And all of a sudden, their perspective of God got smaller and smaller and smaller and the problems became bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, they forgot. How could you forget God splitting the sea? You know, you think about that. You know, like, how do you forget that? But then it's interesting that for us, God has provided provision every single day. How could we forget what God has done in our lives? And you see this. But see, the thing is, grumbling is ultimately the heart's response, not just to circumstances, but to God. Grumbling is ultimately the heart's response to circumstances, not to circumstances, but to God. And so is there grumbling in your life? Is there thankfulness every single day? See, the people of Israel chose grumbling instead of gratitude. And today, I want to help equip you and, and, and give you tools, three simple tools that will help sustain you to have gratitude in every single season of your life, all right? This is simple, but very significant. And I believe it's going to change your life. It's going to empower your life if you can apply this into your life. Are you ready? Here's point number one, tool number one. Here we go. Praise God for who he is. Praise God for who he is. It's so simple, but it's so powerful. And I love this. My praise is greater than my pain. My praise is greater than my pain. I think there's something powerful about it. 
where, where you see somebody worshiping the Lord and, and giving thanks and worshiping for, for God, for who he is in your life, even in the midst of pain, where the soundtrack of your life is praise and not pain. Despite what happened, I'm going to praise him even louder. Despite what happened, I'm going to praise him even louder because he's greater and stronger than any storm in my life. I will not be shaken. Something powerful about it. And I love, I love Psalms 104, and it says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. It's a famous scripture. And, you know, I, I hear so many times, you know, people saying, Well, I'm just not, I don't feel God. I don't sense his presence. You know, we're worshiping, and the music's loud, and it's, it's great, but I, I just don't, I just, I'm, I'm not sensing it. Maybe, maybe it's time to give him some praise for yourself. You know, it's interesting that, we just sang this song, Where You Are. I want to be where you are. If you want to be where God is, go to his address. It's between thanksgiving and praise. Why don't you just go and give God a little bit of thanks and a little bit of praise and see what happens in your life. Now, see, the thing is, this is not just some concept that I'm like, oh, here's the worship pastor talking about praise. Okay, here we go, you know. It's, it's not just about that. The thing is, is this, and I'm going to be honest and transparent. You know, we're all family here. But, you know, there's times where I'm not, I'm not feeling like worshiping. There's times where I, I, I don't feel like praising. I, I remember specifically two years ago, it was on a Sunday morning, and you, know, you got your Sunday routine, you're getting ready. And I got a call from my grandmother at 5 a.m. in the morning. And normally, my grandmother does call me, but not that early. And you know there's, there's something wrong at that time. And she, she called and she said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm half Indian, half Colombian. So she, she said, uh, your abuelito, my grandfather, he passed away. And uh, she's like, I've been trying to get a hold of your mom. Can you call your mom and let her know? And I was like, I gotta call my mom and let her know. And it was just like this weight thing. And so I called my mom. I'm crying on the phone. I'm like, hey, Abuelito passed away. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, and I'm just, I am a mess. And Chris is, I mean, I couldn't even put on my clothes. I am just, I'm a mess because I loved my grandfather. I love, loved my grandfather. I'm like, man, why did he, why did he have to pass away on a Sunday? On a Sunday, come on, like any day but on a Sunday. And so here I am, I'm getting dressed, I'm ready to go, and, and I'm just, I'm a mess. And I'm crying to the team, I'm like, hey guys, I'm so sorry, if I'm a little off today, hey, this is what happened. But hey, we, you know, we prayed together. And we're like, you know what, hey, God's gonna move in such a powerful way. God is gonna encounter people in such a powerful way. And I'll tell you what, even though I didn't feel like it, even though I didn't feel like, oh man, I'm gonna praise God, there's something about a sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise, where I'm like, you know what, God, I'm gonna lift up my hands. I'm gonna lift up my voice, because it's not out of my ability, it's his ability, and God, I need you. You are my source of strength. When I am weak, you are strong, because it's not about me, it's all about him. And here I am, I'm lifting my voice, and God encountered me for me, and not just to lead people, but for me, and it was one of the most powerful Powerful times of worship because it wasn't about the songs. It wasn't about anything. It was just my desperation for God. And I, I started to praise God for who he is. And God just became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger than my pain. My praise is bigger than my pain. Number two is thanks God, thank God for what he has done. Thank God 
for what he has done. I love this. My thanks is greater than my trial. My thanks is greater than my trial. I will not let what I want rob me from what I have. Oh, man, I think that's good. I will not let what I want rob me from what I have. Again, so many times we're going to the next thing and the next thing, but maybe we just need to pause and give thanks for what God has done in our lives. See, gratitude turns what I have right next to you, what I have right in front of you into enough. Gratitude turns what you have. It might be so small, but thank God for the breath in my life. Thank God that I can take a step. Thank God that I'm alive. Thank God I have family, even though they're a little crazy. No, I love my family. But thank God. Thank God. Just start thanking God. And maybe if you find out, uh, if you run out of things to thank him for, maybe thank him for what you didn't have to go through. Thank God I didn't have to go through that storm. Thank God I didn't marry this person. Thank God. Just find something to thank him for. And it's an endless praise of thanks. And all of a sudden, when you start doing that, it aligns with what God is doing, your awareness of God moving in your life. I love this. It says, gratitude unleashes the freedom to live content in the moment rather than being anxious about your future or regretting of your past. And I think so many of us live in these two worlds, the future and the past, because we're go, 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 go so fast. We're so anxious about the future and having anxiety of what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to provide? What's the next day going to look like? And just have anxiety. And then there's some others that, that live in the past. The cloud of depression and, 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 the, and the coulda, woulda, shoulda. And, and it's like this thing that just consumes you. And I would just have to say the antidote is just to pause and to say, thank you, God. And I love this. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything. I love that. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace. Man, I love that. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the antidote just to give thanks, give thanks. My thanks is greater than my trial. I love this, and the last tool to equip us and sustain us is to share what God has promised. Share what God has promised. Yes, declare over your life the promises of God, but not just for you, because the promise is, is not just for you. Your promise is the purpose, to share what God has done in your life. And I love this, my share is greater than my shame. My share is greater than my shame. I, I meet so many people who are like, well, I'm not like pastor. Well, I'm not like, I can't, I can't do what you do. You don't, you don't know my past. You don't know my history. Let me tell you something. You have something to give. Everybody has something to give to the Lord. It might, it might be your story. It might be your testimony. It might be your generosity. It's something. When you allow God to say, God, here I am. Use me. You can use my one dollar. You can use my one little word of encouragement to somebody, and it could change somebody's life. Did you know that there's over 7,000 promises of God? Maybe take one of those and declare it over your life, and maybe over somebody's life. You have no idea. Something simple yet so significant. You know, I, uh, I, I met uh, an individual who was so gifted, anointed, and uh, just, just amazing in, in, all, in all areas. And uh, I, I told this person, man, I am so proud of you. 
with your progress and what God is doing in your life. You are walking in your anointing. I'm just so proud of you. And this was about a year ago. And I didn't think anything of it. It was just like, I love encouraging people. You know, it's just like blasting people with encouragement. I just love, I, if you know me, I love doing that because it's just uplifting the body. You know, it's not just about the stage. It's out there just lifting people up because you don't know what they're walking through. And it's interesting that this individual came up to me literally weeks, weeks from today and they, they were just saying, hey, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but it was about a year ago you said you were proud of me. I just want to let you know no one has ever told me that. No one has ever told me that. And I'm like, what? No one has ever told you they were proud of you, no one. And me, just like a drive-by encouragement, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like that like changed this person's life, are you kidding me? And I'm like, wow, like you have no idea the weight of the promise of God. I'm telling you, you can give. Your share is greater than your shame. I love Psalms 9.1, it says, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart and I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. It's time to share. And you know, here's the deal. I, I think there's something important when we praise God, when we thank him and when we share what God's done in your life. Again, this is simple, but so practical, but I believe it can change your life. And you know, I remember when I was younger, when I was a kid, it was Christmas time and uh, my parents came up to me when I was younger and they're like, hey, we have your, your Christmas gift. You're gonna have a little baby sister. And I'm like, where are the gifts? I want toys. Did you not see my list? You know, and, and uh, it was just one of those things. But it was, it was amazing because it was a time of, of, of joy and excitement. And it's like, okay, a new addition. I was the only child. Obviously, I was spoiled. You know, it's just like, oh, my gosh. You know, but I'm, I'm excited for, you know, a sibling. I'm excited for a sibling. And, and so, uh, so weeks went on, and we found out there was something terribly wrong. There was something wrong with my little sister, Leah, and uh, we found out that she had half a brain, and the doctor said that they, we had zero hope for her being normal, zero, not a chance, and that they said that she would live maybe a day or two, and what turned into days turned into weeks, and then months, and it was almost a year of this desert season, of this why, God? How can we, how can we be grateful in, in, in the midst of all this? How can we give thanks in the midst of all this? God, we were good. Why would you do this? Why, why would this happen? And, you know, as a kid, you know, you, you, you don't actually know the weight of what your parents are carrying. And it's, it's, it's this, it was this emotion in this moment where it was just, it was just sad. And I remember one night we came together as a family. And we prayed, and we prayed and we said, God, thank you. Thank you for who you are. And my thanks is greater than my trial. And it's amazing to me that we were saying, you know what, our love for God will never be shaken. No matter what storm, no matter what comes our way, God, we put you first. God, we will not be shaken. And God, we will glorify you in the good times and in the bad. And I remember at this little Southern Baptist church we were at and uh, we had the funeral there, but all the nurses and the doctors, they came because we did life together for a year. And they came in and we sang this old, old hymn. And basically it says, give thanks 
with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because what's been given, Jesus Christ. And I love the verse, and it says, and now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done. And in that moment as a kid, you know, I see my parents worshiping and lifting up their hands. And I'm like, God, I'm weak. And I could see weakness. And it was, it was like this moment of just complete brokenness. But then at the same time, God was saying, I'm making you strong. You feel poor in your life, but he's making you rich. But the great thing about this story, and I do say great, is that it didn't end there. My grandmother in India, we call her Amachi because that's grandmother in India. And she heard what was happening. She was praying and fasting, praying and fasting, praying without ceasing, praying and fasting. What was impossible for man is possible for God. Praying, fasting, praying, fasting. And she said, you know what? You're going to have two more kids. And then we're like, no, no, the doctors say it's impossible. But it's interesting that on the anniversary of my sister's death, a year later, we found out my mom was pregnant. <laughs> we found out that my mom was pregnant. And Jonathan came along. And then Rachel came along. And now I got two siblings. It's amazing what God has done. Because here's the deal. You might be in the thick of your story. But God's not done with the ending. There is a happily ever after. Because whether it's in this life or the next, God has a plan. He has a purpose. But all we got to do is give thanks. All we got to do is praise Him. And all we got to do is share what God is doing in our life. And it's amazing because in that little, little Baptist church, there was a little bit of revival. There was salvation in the doctors. There was salvation in the nurses. They were like, I didn't hear your pain. I just heard your praise. I, I didn't hear your, I didn't see your trial. I, all I saw was your thanks. How, how can you stand? How can you do this when something so precious was, was taken? We trusted in God in all circumstances. And see, the thing is today, I don't know what your story is. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're walking with. But one thing I do know is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God is not done in your life. And maybe today I came here to encourage you just to say, give thanks. Give thanks. All you got to do is give thanks. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will come into your life. Give thanks. See, I think we're really good at praising God the before and after of the battle. But it's the middle that we freak out. But see, the thing is, the middle is life. The middle is life. How do we equip ourselves? See, my circumstances didn't change. My family's circumstances didn't change. But he changed me in the midst of my circumstances. And today I want to leave you with one thing. One thing is that Jesus was generously given so we are greatly grateful. Jesus was generously given for you and for me, for freedom, for restoration, for healing. And we, our only response is to be greatly grateful. What would happen when we're one praise away of breakthrough? What would happen when you're one thanks away from saying, God, you're greater than my trial? I know this is simple, 
But that's the thing. The gospel is simple. It's supposed to be replicated. It's simple. So today, I just want to challenge you. Just take a step. Just take a step today. And we're going to worship in just a minute. And we're going to respond to God with everything that we have. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.